0: Hello, and welcome to a very, very special edition of Cartridge Cinema Club. We're on episode 66. Um, the the podcast has been building up to this moment for a very long time. Uh, let's not waste any more time. My name is Mark Champlin. Today I'm joined by Alex Wallace in a discussion what? of <laughs> a movie that you may all know.
1: What is up, girls and gays? Uh, so yeah, I, I imagine that there are probably a few people who... Uh, for whom this is their first episode of Cartridge Cinema Club. So I want to talk a little bit about like what it is that we do here on this show. Um, so Cartridge Cinema Club is a post-ironic social justice video game movie podcast Um, when we say video game movie, we mean that we are focusing on movies that are about or are inspired by or are adapted from video games. Sometimes television shows, mostly movies. Uh, when we say social justice, that's like a tongue-in-cheek way of saying that we are feminists and we are anti-capitalists. We are leftists. We hate cops. (laughs) Uh, and we, you know, we are trying to view the things that we are watching for this show through that lens. Um, and when I say post-ironic, um really what that means is it's it's a recognition that like as people that grew up in the late 90s and early 2000s who were raised on the internet and raised with irony poisoning. Um, We need to be able to recognize that while we can use irony as a useful tool for critiquing power, uh, but we should also allow ourselves to like things. We should be positive about things. We should be sincere when we mean it. We should be honest and open about our emotions and the way that we sort of react to the things that we are watching for the podcast. Uh, And I think that's going to inform us uh, very well. <laughs> yeah this I, week's episode.
0: that's very true first yeah. of all um i i wanted to uh to nip in real quick and also say that uh i feel like the generation below we are both young millennials and the generation below us has gotten back a little of that spark of just being able to enjoy things unironically <laughs> yeah um i really like that so to all the zoomers out there thank you for showing us the way um tiktoks are pretty funny um <laughs> Uh, that's that's my appeal to the Zoomers. Um, now to regress back into my. Um, angry 26-year-old reverie.
1: (laughs) Yeah, um. we're, yeah, it's funny because I've set that up as if, you know, like, hey, you know, talking about, yeah, you know, we like to be positive on this show, we like to be emotionally honest, and now we're just going to spend the next, like, probably, like, 30 to 45 minutes being absolutely bitter and miserable.
0: I I mean, our catchphrase, which we may say, is just the most ironic thing possible. (laughs) It's true. Um, So, we'll... (laughs) What What did we watch this week, Mark? Oh, we watched that Sanic movie. We Um, done did. It came out, um, much to the chagrin of the animation team that was, uh, all fired. Yeah, real Um, quick, like, (laughs) before we even get into anything up front, fuck the people who were
1: in charge of this production. Fuck capitalism. Fuck, uh, the fact that the people who worked their fucking asses off to completely fucking redo this film in a matter of, like, six to eight months all lost their fucking jobs. Uh, and so this thing is like an object of evil, Uh, at a base level because it caused significant amounts of human suffering. Uh, but you know, (laughs) it's, it's hard to, it's hard to run that bit for 30 minutes. So we're going to talk about the film as well.
0: Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to take it as art. (sighs) Um, (laughs) sure do, Uh what one thing that that is related to this tangent is that when I was walking out of the theater uh, there was this guy and his uh, and his uh, sister I think um and the the sister says to the guy um, hey uh you know uh, that was pretty good and um, I like that uh, they worked out the animation stuff so that they'll be able to make the next one more quickly uh, <laughs> so they won't have that whole like thing happen again and I was like no, they won't. God, that's so depressing. <laughs> there's there's going to be an entirely new team who has to figure out an entirely new uh, everything. They'll have the basic framework, but no one who worked on the animation for this movie is going to work on the animation for the second one. Uh, so so what? <laughs> tell me a said, little
1: bit about Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs>
0: Um, so it was, uh, it came out on Valentine's Day, which sure. is great. A lot of people, uh, there's an Alpharad tweet that was an uncomfortable <laughs> amount of people are going to get laid after watching Sonic, which is very true, was true for me. Um, it's based God. on <laughs> the video game franchise published by Sega. Um, it is directed by Jeff Fowler in his feature directorial debut. Um, great job. I can't believe he single-handedly fixed the animation on this movie. God
1: damn it. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: Uh, so the screenplay by Pat Casey and Josh Miller, it stars, uh, Benny Schwa, Ben Schwartz as the voice of the title character, Sonic. Um, and, uh, he's, he's fine, but the real star of the show of a completely different show is, uh, Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik. Um, and also some other people are in the movie. Um, yeah. None of those so, people are important enough to mention. Yeah. Uh, this movie has a plot which is yeah. um <laughs> it's slightly different Yeah. Oh then then your then your your run-of-the-mill Sonic plot.
1: Yeah, it's true. Um so so Sonic is an alien in this or whatever, for some reason, it doesn't matter. He's fast, he talks too much, you've heard of him, it's Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, and and then some bad guys show up on his on his alien planet. Uh, and and they kill Sonic's owl mom. Sonic has an owl mom, we'll get to it, uh, and he has to go, he has to go live on Earth instead, so he doesn't get murdered by bad guys. Uh, and then, Jim Carrey gets hired by the government to kill Sonic, I think. Uh, and so Sonic has to team up with a shitty cop, and then they go on a road trip to San Francisco, so that Sonic can get his rings back, so he can go home or whatever, uh, and also they gotta stop Jim Carrey. Yeah. So that's what about, happens. Yeah, in that's the what Sonic happens. Movie. That is an accurate description. So how did what broadly Mark, how did you feel about the Sonic
0: the Hedgehog movie? <clears throat> um so in my in my broad thoughts uh without getting into the nitty-gritty of all the other things we're going to discuss here, um I I do think that this movie was has a lot of winks and nods mm-hmm. uh, to the type of person who they think will want to see a Sonic movie. Ironically, um, yeah, which is, which is a shocking. I, I shouldn't be shocked at this point. Like the Sonic brand has been leaning in for a the, while. The
1: Sonic but, brand is like, hey, Sonic sucks. <laughs> don't yeah, don't you love it? Right? <laughs> Isn't um, Sonic just a bunch of bullshit?
0: <laughs> there's a character in this movie who is the only character in town. Who is he? They call him like Crazy Carl or something uh, equally as offensive. And uh, he he's the only person in town who has seen Sonic, and he has this crude artist rendition. He's like, "There's there's a blue crazy alien running through uh, running through the town." Here's what he looks like, and he holds up his drawing, and it's it's Sonic like it's the, the Sanic meme. Meme, yeah. It's Sonic. Um, yeah. they they talk. Sonic keeps talking about how he doesn't want to go to this mushroom planet, and he keeps going like. Oh, I hate mushrooms, yeah. which is like clearly like a like fuck Nintendo thing yeah that, that, um, that's the Sega does what Nintendo' <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. Um, yeah so th- there there was just a lot of winks and nods to to popular culture and also to like Sega history mm-hmm. the, Sonic flosses Sonic flosses twice, so, <laughs> twice okay, so some- I need
1: to I need to I need to be clear okay Sonic flosses. The first time in this movie. And it's act, it's, it's, to be clear, when I say flossing, I am referring to the Fortnite dance called flossing. Um, and, you know, there's an action scene and Sonic wins and then he flosses. Uh, and at that point, our entire theater broke out into spontaneous applause. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, when I saw him floss, I heard the the um <laughs> the the undertale uh sans song <laughs> remixed to sound like uh the fortnite dance God. in my head
1: i and then he, and then he flosses a second time at the end of the movie and 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 that just elicited a groan from the audience you
0: can't you make him get floss too, twi- you don't get you don't, you don't get make make him floss
1: twice what are you doing <laughs> come on i this okay it it is somehow everything that you were expecting it to be and at the same time none of the things that you expect it to be i it all of the scenes that you would make jokes about before the sonic movie comes out oh haha what scenes are going to be in the sonic movie those scenes are there right? There's a scene where he's, he's, he's all alone and he's at the baseball stadium at night and he's playing all the positions for the baseball team because he doesn't have any friends. And the, it, this, this it was the, the first moment where I was just like cry laughing at this fucking movie. Um, because they, do you feel bad for this cartoon rat yet? Have we made him lonely <laughs> enough? Do you feel bad enough? Like, and it's just like, that happens in like the first five minutes. And, it, and, and this movie just so is that movie. Like, look, he's going to say, I've been running all my life. Maybe it's time for me to slow down. Look, the cop guy at the end of the movie is going to say after Sonic passes out, and it's unclear if they're going to be able to win the big battle. He's going to say, his, his name is Sonic. And he's my friend. And then Sonic will glow blue and tur- stand up and punch Dr. Robotnik in the face. That's what this movie is. It is, it is thoroughly that film. Um, and yet, it's not the things that you would expect. He doesn't turn into supersonic. They don't go to space. There's no chaos emeralds in it. There's very few like references to Sonic lore in this. And instead, you're left with a film where every single scene feels like it was written specifically to be in a movie trailer, even the ones that didn't make it in the trailer. It feels like a movie that was, like, written by uwu internet meme culture. Um, And it it hit on something that I've been, like, grappling with through a lot of the films that we've watched for this podcast. And I finally kind of figured out what it is. And it's that Angry Birds is like this, that Jumanji movie we watched last week, was like this it's that bad late 2010s i guess early 2020s now comedy thing where the the primary joke the main touchstone through which most of the quote-unquote comedy is pushed through uh is isn't it so funny that people have cell phones isn't it isn't it so hilarious that instagram exists isn't it so wild that people take selfies and are online like that's the punchline to half of the jokes in this movie and i hate that shit
0: the Um, the the joke is us all along (laughs) the
1: The joke was on you
0: the audience
1: for being (laughs) so vapid and stupid and seeing the sonic movie yeah i don't know um it's like it's like who framed roger rabbit but if it was made in hell uh it's it's a terrible (laughs) film it's a terrible film but i think it is an enjoyably terrible film I I went to go see this with like a big group of friends and we were just getting rowdy as hell in the theater and like making jokes and yelling and just like trashing on this movie. And like, you know, usually I would say don't give these people money for this, Uh, but it already had the biggest opening weekend of any video game movie ever, so there's nothing we can do at this point. I personally don't really think you should go see it in a theater. I prefer if you pirate it. But this movie is hilarious. It's not intent... It's trying to be hilarious. It's not hilarious for the reasons that it's trying to be hilarious. But it is so fucking ridiculous that this thing exists. Every five minutes when you remember that you're watching the Sonic movie. Every time you remember, Oh right, Jim Carrey's in this. What the fuck is happening? It... It... I had a great time... But it's not a good movie. Is that okay? Am I allowed to say that?
0: Listen, I watched this movie alone. You are by yourself.
1: That's amazing.
0: I, I still... I had my nachos. I had my brisk iced tea that I smuggled <laughs> in in my jacket. Um, and I watched this movie alone um, on those uh, those two seats to the side where you can put your foot up on the rail. Um, that, that's, my, that's my jam. And yeah. I was one of like 18 people in the theater um, and <laughs> I was the only one laughing out loud <laughs> and I wasn't laughing out loud. It's funny. Cause there were, I, 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 let me take that back. There were times where I laughed out loud at the same time as other people. And like <laughs> the, the jokes that like Dr. Robotnik makes, like he, he, like he's like, did you want a latte, sir? So he's like, of course I want a latte. You know I love how you make them. And I was not laughing at the joke. I was laughing at the fact that that this the, the, movie the exists.
1: Film is, yeah, that the film is happening in front of you. It's just such an
0: absurd thing that this I, got made. I was not able to go post irony here. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. No. The, I was
1: fully I, I, a fully ironic <laughs> enjoyment of this movie. We were not. I. This fucking movie is so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. We need to talk Okay, look, before we get into the nitty-gritty, I really briefly just want to talk about the fucking owl. Um, I mentioned
0: <laughs> Yeah, some bad guys shoot his mom to death with arrows. Like well,
1: Okay, I mentioned <laughs> that Sonic has has an owl mom at the beginning of this movie when he's like living in the jungle or whatever. Yeah, that's not uh,
0: like a phrase, like a literal owl is his No, mother. it is an
1: owl, like a big owl, a <laughs> owl person, and she gets killed off. And then she is literally never mentioned again, ever again. She gets killed, and there's like, That happens in, like, the first, like, four minutes of the movie. And it's not like there's, like, a scene where Sonic, like, has to, like, experience grief. Or there's, like, you know, there's no moment where, like, maybe she gets brought back or something. She's just there for the first five minutes of the movie. And then that character is gone. And it's not even a character, like, from the Sonic games. And then she's just like, dude, fucking Knuckles is not in this movie. But they got the Owl Lady and
0: then they killed her.
1: And it's just really weird.
0: This is the, the entire first scene of this movie is the most unnecessary establishing scene of all time, because the point is that because they flash forward and the, the, the point is that Sonic is, you know, a young man <laughs> age and he is on Earth. He's in hiding. He's got these rings that are interdimensional travel devices and he has to stay hidden. He has to keep running because people want his power. You don't need anything from the first scene to get that.
1: <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, it's 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 very strange. It, it's one of the many things in this movie because like this movie is so dense. It's like an hour and 40 minutes and so many fucking things happen and like... That is one of the biggest things that makes you feel like this movie is like twelve different scripts for twelve different Sonic movies that never got made, and they're all just like shoved together. It's like a
0: it, it's a season of a TV show. Yeah,
1: it's amazing. Um, so I think we should touch on like, how did you feel about this interpretation of the character Sonic the Hedgehog? How did you feel about Ben Schwartz's performance,
0: and how, how did you feel about about the way that they characterized Sonic? Well, so I mean, those are two different questions, sure. right? I feel great about Ben Schwartz as <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. I, re- I, I remain in the positive. I remain firmly in the positive category for that casting choice. I feel like uh, it seems
1: like Ben Schwartz had a good time. Yes, so, you know, and like it, and it seems like he has continued to have a good time, and so it's really hard to like begrudge him any of it.
0: No, Ben Schwartz is living his but he fucking wrote half the dialogue for C3PO in the newest. Uh, he's he's taken every fan project that he possibly could want as a kid. Like he's having a great time. Yeah. Um he, it, this it's wasted on this version of Sonic, Sonic. because <sighs> cuz like Ben Schwartz could do a very good like bad boy <laughs> s- smoking cigarettes uh <laughs> like angry, irreverent Sonic, but this Sonic is not that. He is he is insufferable.
1: He is like okay. He's like, like a 12-year-old kid. He, he does not shut the fuck up throughout this entire movie. There's like no breaks in Sonic's dialogue at any point. You were just listening to him ramble about fucking whatever for almost two hours. Um and I think you're right, like he is it's he's not like video game Sonic at all. Like he's not Like, you know, the thing with video game Sonic is that he's, like, a 12-year-old's idea of, like, what a cool person is, you know? Yes. Um, And this is not that, even. Like, he's not even—there's no pretensions to Sonic being, like, a cool dude. He's, you know, and he's not, like, like hyper-competent. He's not a superhero. Like, he's not gonna easily save the day. He's just, like, a hyperactive, sad child. Yep. And it's annoying—he's annoying, I think.
0: He, he is annoying and it's, and annoying is not like, like annoying and like kind of incompetent, uh, Mm -hmm. until he pulls it together is not, um, that's not the Sonic from the video games. The Sonic from the video games is just like, you know, he's like a big old hero. He's, he's, he's good at everything. He's the, he's, he's like your, your standard video game protagonist, except he also is like uh a meme. <laughs> a little bit like angry in attitude. Yeah. He's I an mean, attitude era Mario. Yeah, I
1: think it's it's interesting because I think this is a stronger characterization than Sonic has ever had. Like he feels more like a three-dimensional character in this than he ever has which is not saying a lot at all i need to be clear he's not a good character this is not a compelling character drama but he has like an established personality in this which is something that he hasn't ever really had um it's just that that personality sucks and he's an obnoxious character and it's annoying to watch him (laughs) um let's talk about the real star of the show here yeah uh let's talk about let's Let's talk about Jim Carrey. Um, I want we, to. We all knew. We all knew this was gonna happen. We, yeah, we all, we all knew Jim. We Carrey all knew would steal the show. Yeah, and um, before we kind of get into it, I want to briefly discuss um, a film that is very dear to my heart. Um, it is an, uh, a documentary called uh, Jim and Andy, and it is a basically when Jim Carrey was making Man on the Moon, the Andy Kaufman biopic, he. Was severely on his method acting bullshit, and essentially a spe- experienced ego death, uh, and like lost his entire sense of identity, and his sense of self, and his sense of like place in the world, and just disappeared into this person that he never really was. And the film is like largely constructed of just interviews of Jim Carrey just sitting and staring directly into the camera and talking about how this experience broke him. Um, and I think that that film uh, should always be paired as a double feature with Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> because <laughs> it it adds such a dark element to watching any Jim Carrey performance because that whole film is about how fame and how the idea of Jim Carrey, this character, this this person that never even really was, this person that was, you know, a sketch comedy tool, he got lost in that. And seeing him doing it again in 2020 is is haunting if you've seen that documentary um jim carrey is making a different movie than everyone else (laughs) like every once in a while the film just cuts to jim carrey and he just does like a jim carrey soliloquy you know he's just he's doing the jim carrey thing and the movie is like hey look at this we got jim carrey look at him go (laughs) look at him do his thing it's It's very strange. He's not, he's not, he is not trying to do a Robotnik. He is not trying to like be like the character from the video game or even like be like any mad scientist character you've ever seen in anything. He's just doing Jim Carrey and that's it. And it's, you know, it's great because he's doing Jim Carrey, but it's weird.
0: Did you see the interview with Jim Carrey uh, in the build-up to this movie, where Jim Carrey, in a completely sincere tone, says, uh, "Yeah, the character of Robotnik is interesting because he hates Sonic because Sonic is the childlike innocence that he lost." And <laughs> I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" But Bro, then I saw. What movie do
1: you think you were making?
0: But then I saw the movie, and I'm like, he was not fucking kidding. <laughs> That this robotnik, without using dialogue to say it, resents the childlike sense of wonder and adventure that Sonic has. I would have gotten that without hearing him say it. It's. It's so strange. I think the weirdest thing about
1: his character is that he like. He makes a bunch of like wildly inappropriate jokes in this movie. Yeah. Like there's the there's the There's a moment where he's like arguing with the shitty cop character and and, like, like Eggman makes up joke about, like, him drinking baby formula. And the cop says, I was breastfed, actually. And then Jim Carrey says, nice. And it was moments like that <laughs> that made me sit and be, like, and ask the people next to me, who the fuck <laughs> is this movie for? Like, because it's clearly not for children, but it's way too stupid to be enjoyed by adults. And then I had to sit. And I had to really look at myself. I do really look hard at myself and realize.
0: And the rest of the audience there.
1: Yeah, and all of my friends sitting around. It's for, it's for us. This movie is for us. It, it, they made this movie. Like, you know, look, a lot of kids are going to see this movie. But at its core, this film was made for detached, ironic, mid-20-somethings to go to and laugh at. And I hate that.
0: And I hate, you know, I hate that
1: they got me like that.
0: You know what industry the millennials are killing? Family restaurants. I could really go for some Olive Garden.
1: Uh, we'll get we'll get there. I I, I just
0: <laughs> I had I had a thought when you were talking about how this is made for us and it was just like huh. You wanna
1: just you wanna just get into it now? You wanna talk about the product placement? We already brought it up. Let's just do it.
0: Okay, yeah. Um the <laughs> this I, I made a tweet uh the other day I miss the days when product placement was subtle and not ironically overt as a quote-unquote bit. (laughs) Um, And obviously, I don't actually miss the days of those product placement. (laughs) I would prefer it didn't exist. But, like, remember when you would be watching, like, a TV show and the computer was, like, an Apple product and it was like, okay, yeah, I get it. Mm -hmm. Um, In this movie, it's they're just saying like brand slogans into the camera directly this like mo- winking at you like aha we know you know it's product placement and it's infuriating this movie
1: has it. commercials in it like there's Literally. a mo- there's a moment where they're just like talking about getting a new apartment and they're like oh yeah i found it on zillow and then it cuts to a picture of a laptop with zillow open on it the exact same way it would look in a fucking zillow commercial the Olive Garden, there are two, two, maybe three Olive Garden commercials in this. There's literally, the film ends with an Olive Garden commercial. The film ends with with the main characters getting bribed by the government with a $5 Olive Garden gift card, but it is still an Olive Garden product placement. But you're supposed to be like, ha, huh, uh, there's a brand, but like, you know, they're making a joke about it. No, fuck you, it's not fucking funny. I.
0: It's the way that brands are on Twitter being like, Haha. Ha ha. Ha, ha, like, sh- ha ha depression. Haha depression. Haha. We know we know you guys are gonna respond with the crab saying, it's, shut up brand. It's so like, disgusting. We know you're gonna do that, but like we're still here. Haha. Ha.
1: And it's not even it's not even like the moments that are our commercials, because there's a lot of that. Um yeah. but like there is like a density of brands in this film. Like even outside of those moments, brands are jokes. Brands. Yeah, at a certain point,
0: I was I was just listing them, right? Yeah,
1: brands are dialogue in this. Brands are a punchline. Brands are woven throughout the experience. Like, they're going to make a joke about the Costco card. They're going to make a joke about yep. going to Walmart. They're going to make a joke about the iPhone. It is that fucking movie, and that is, like, the second most disgusting thing about it. Um, yeah. The most disgusting thing, obviously, um, you knew that... We couldn't get through this episode. You knew that we couldn't get through the episode on the movie that is largely about Sonic teaming up with a cop without talking about the politics. Um, So I I just want to say that this was more disgustingly pro-cop than I ever could have possibly imagined. Um, I think I was really expecting it to be... Just kind of passively pro cop. You know, like okay, like, Into the Spider Verse is a movie that I like, even though it is like passively a pro cop film, because the protagonist's father is a cop and the storyline of the film largely resolves around him trying to reconcile his relationship with his father. And so that and This
0: is the this is the case for Detective Pikachu as well. This is yeah, this is also right?
1: true of Detective Pikachu. And that's kind of what I was expecting from this movie. Um, but that is not what is happening here. This
0: yeah. Before we get into it, we're not saying that police cannot be characters in any film, right? Sure,
1: no. (laughs) It it depends on what you have to say about police. Um, And this is a film that plays into a very long history of U.S. propaganda uh, that softens police violence and softens US imperialism by portraying the people who are responsible for those crimes as simply being like hapless, simply being incompetent. Um if you're interested in this subject, uh please go look up there's several episode of the podcast Citations Needed on this. Uh they did an episode on propaganda and yes. uh, as well as one about um like bumbling u.s imperialism the idea that like oh no the u.s is going to stumble into another war instead of it being like no actually uh capital is very directly leading people to this war intentionally um broadly this is a film that wants you to sympathize with the uwu being funny cops um and that's the thing that's really the most disgusting about it is that like the main cop character you are supposed to find so charming and lovable. They literally give the cop a black girlfriend. And that, I think, was the single most infuriating thing about this movie to me, because it just so read to me as, oh, no, don't worry. The cop isn't racist. He's not like those other cops. Look, he's got a black girlfriend. He loves her. They're in love. He's a, he's a good guy. He's a good guy and fuck you it's 2020 like i don't know man like i i i was talking about this on twitter a little bit and like i got a lot i got like pushback from some of my friends they were like oh i didn't think this movie was pro cop they're portraying the cops as like silly and incompetent that's not pro cop that's not pro cop copaganda like yeah it is dude like the the idea that like this doesn't matter the idea that like oh it's just the sonic movie it doesn't matter what it's saying about cops like dude children are going to see this film and this film is going to inform people's understanding of what police are like. Literally, like, the cop's goal in the film, directly stated, is that he wants to become a big city cop in San Francisco. So and he can
0: save lives. Yeah,
1: aka, so that he can be invested with more power to harass minorities. And, like, the idea that, like, that this film is not, that this is not a problem, um, I think is just wrong. Like, I think it's just wrong to think that Portraying this heroic character who gets to save the day all the time and you're supposed to laugh at you're supposed to feel a camaraderie with this character and his ultimate goal is to be a big city cop like No, like I'm not okay with that. And I don't I don't I don't feel comfortable just being like, oh, it's just a movie It doesn't matter. It does because a lot of people who are young are going to see this film And it will build their understanding of what a police officer is. What does a police officer do? What do they like? What are their goals? Is it good to be a cop according to this movie? Yes. Should you move up in the ranks and go and get more power and amassed power as a police officer according to this movie? Yes. Um, and so I'm not here for it. You know, like I'm not here for any arguments that this movie is somehow like anti-cop just because the cops are silly and incompetent. Like that's what they fucking want you to think. Like, that's what they fucking want you to think when they murder someone. That's what they want you to think when they shoot an innocent person in the face. They want you to think they're hapless and incompetent. They're not. They're calculated, and they are deliberately killing people.
0: This is not even to mention the fact that he's going to become a big city cop in uh, a city where we have both been, Mm -hmm. and... If you've been to San Francisco, you can see the deliberate class warfare being raged on poor people and people of color and homeless people. Um, So, like, fuck San Francisco cops in particular. Yep. um, But also fuck all cops. I also... um, yeah, like, we go to the Bay Area once a year, and we, we see this shit, and it disgusts me when people are like, ew, gross homeless people. <laughs> like, oh, I better call the cops because I'm not safe because somebody broke into my car. Like, I... Oh, fuck. I don't want to... <laughs> <laughs> oh. this, this, is, this is a whole conversation. Keep it classy, um, Smash Twitter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, another cop thing that I wanted to mention is just the, the whole donut thing um, is just them... Like, like the guy eats a lot of donuts. He like talks to his donuts. So it's this is clearly the the movie trying to like wink and nod and be like, see, we can we can like take a joke about cops. But like the the fact that like cops like to eat donuts is not the the critique of cops <laughs> yeah. that I would like to be examined. I can't I, this believe is- <laughs> this twenty 2020- twenty.
1: Action comedy adventure film for kids doesn't have a coherent anti-policing message. I mean, but like honestly,
0: <laughs> yeah, like honestly, if you if you if you're gonna bring up cops, you need to do more to bring truth to power than say look at look at these look at these fatties who like yeah. to eat donuts. And I mean,
1: and that's the thing, right? Is that it's fucking tone deaf. Like, it's yeah. not. It is not 2002 anymore. Like the general public. And their trust of cops has been eroded for the past twenty years. It you can't just do this anymore. It it doesn't fucking fly, man. Um, yeah. So I think you wanted to, to to touch on the the imperial, like the way that this film addresses U.S. imperialism in a really gross way. Yeah. Um. What the fuck? Uh, it's really so- bad. <laughs>
0: So Dr. Robotnik is, is, is a tool of the U S government in mm-hmm. that they like have like a West wing meeting with like a bunch of like, uh, a bunch of, uh, military branch people saying like, well, we have to entrust this job to Robotnik. So they directly hire him to capture and kill and, uh, and use Sonic's power, um, by, by, like, any means necessary, essentially, including, like, drone technology, which is a very common uh, thing used uh, in any means necessary scenarios, um, that the drone thing is is weird. Uh, but also, I just, the, the way that they talk about him, they're like, uh, oh, he's very effective. Remember the coup in Azerbaijanistan? And somebody says, that's not even a country. And they're like, not anymore, th- thanks to Robotnik. Yeah, and, and you're
1: supposed to be like, ha ha ha.
0: I was like ha ha ha! Oh man, the the U.S. government used uh used this uh high these high tech weapons to destabilize and destroy a country in the Middle East. Ha ha! That's ha. hilarious. Yeah. God. What if they did that? God. Yeah. <laughs> um, at at some point, he's flying his drones, and that the drones are uh, showing their power and exploding into lots of miniature drones. And Jim Carrey looks at the camera and says, "Ever wonder where your tax dollars are going?" Um which in a better movie would be an actual critique. Uh, but in this movie, they're not actually saying anything and the government is just uh, just like the cops made out to be like hapless like idiots. and it's like this is not this is not the actual US government that uh, is a a cold, calculated uh, capital generating murder machine. Yeah,
1: I think um this is one of the most terrifying things I find in capitalism is the way that, um, you can, they'll just tell you what they're doing,
0: you know, um, like under the, under the guise of self-awareness, they yeah. will make a joke that, but it's not a joke. Yeah. That, like, that's just what they do.
1: You know, I, I, I had this, I had this moment where I was going to, I went to like a, uh, a film screening at like a, a local, like communist meetup. Um, and we watched a film about the black Panthers. Um, and it's just a documentary that was just on CBS or, or, uh, that was just on uh, PBS you know, um, just a film that anyone can watch that explicitly states that Fred Hampton was murdered by the FBI. That information is just out there. You know, you can just, you can just know that. They don't care if you know, you know, and they're going to keep doing it. Um, and like this film, you know, is so much like a tool of capital. It is so like dripping in all of the worst parts of capitalism. It is softening cops. It is shoving brands down our throats at all times Um, and so to see something like that like make a joke about oh haha the US government they kill people with impunity isn't that so hilarious that they do that isn't that so wacky aren't isn't the government so incompetent for doing that isn't the government so hapless and disorganized for destabilizing entire regions in the Middle East that's this movie. Um, and so like, as much as like, I think that it is an enjoyably bad film, I had a fun time watching it. It is ultimately like a pretty disgusting piece of media, uh, for those reasons, I think. Um, any other thoughts on the Sonic the
0: Hedgehog movie before we wrap this one up, Mark? Um, <laughs> it's funny. Cause like, like I liked it, you know, like I, yeah. I, I, I liked it, but also, um, to wrap up the final thought that you are giving. It's just the fact that I cynically accept that this is like the best we're going to get out of, um, out of big budget movies. It was, I think it
1: was more explicitly again, like more explicitly pro cop and like, and like making light of us imperialism than I ever thought possible. I think that was the thing that really shocked me was that how much war, like I expect these things to be tacitly in support of us empire. I don't, expect them to be explicitly in support of u.s empire um last thing i want to say uh two feet scenes in this movie two scenes about sonic's feet not one two scenes high definition 4k sonic feet available now for you on the internet thanks to the sonic movie
0: what are we watching next week mark as as if i wasn't horny enough um, oh man, we're watching South Park next week. Uh, speaking of tacitly endorsing U.S. imperialism.
1: Oh boy, I, good one.
0: Ah, uh, God. Remember how they fucking apologized ten years too late about the man bear pig thing? God, fuck. Okay, so okay. this this is
1: this has been a long time coming. Yeah. Um, this is an episode that Mark and I have talked about doing for a long time. Um. We are going to be watching uh, two South Park episodes. We are going to be watching Guitar Queero and Make Love Not Warcraft, uh, and value- re-evaluating them here in yeah. the, Lord, the year of our Lord 2020. This I is, am anxious. It's time.
0: It's time for me to eat crow on <laughs> how how often on the internet, as recently as a couple years ago, I've defended South Park. Yeah, uh, this is. This is my this is my reckoning. Um, I I'm gonna get it out of the way right now. I'm probably gonna laugh a lot at these episodes and I think that that the writing of the jokes usually is pretty brilliant when it comes to South Park, but we're not gonna have a lot of time during this episode to talk about that. <laughs> um, just a blankets a blanket. Yes, I understand that the show is funny. Um, I get that okay. they I get that they're good at comedy. Um <laughs> I just fuck man. Um, yeah. I'm expecting yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm expecting to be like I don't know, I, I think that like I have a lot of I haven't watched South Park in like a decade. You know, it was a show that I liked when I was in high school. Um and I am expecting to come back to this and just be utterly disgusted by it. I think that is I think that feels the most likely for me. Um where can people find the podcast on the internet, Mark? <laughs> should Um, they choose to do so
0: (laughs) well shout out to the first timers to stick around for a 40 minute episode yeah damn right Um, (laughs) uh, if you like us if you want to hear from us more you can certainly follow uh, the podcast on twitter at cartridge cinema that's at cartridge cinema both of our uh, personal twitters are linked uh, there so you can find us there as well Uh, join the discord as well we got a nice little community going it's linked in the the pinned Mm -hmm. post on twitter um, you can listen to us on iTunes Spotify SoundCloud or your favorite podcasting app uh, if you really liked it you can rate us and give us give us that little uh, that little five star that we like to see um, the the music is by DJ Tin Man the art for the podcast is by Courtney Kaufman um Oh, I ate too much Denny's this morning, so I'm going to go take take a nap. Uh, for yeah. me, it was Tuesday.
1: Now more than ever, especially for this week, fuck cops and don't join the fucking military. Peace. Peace. Beautiful. We did it. Beautiful. We did it. It's over. We did, yeah. We did the Sonic episode. I can finally die. Oh, Jesus.